Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Realm Rocketry Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about, believe it or not, rocket motors. So, we'll get started right after this. Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one. Since the beginning of time, man has peered into the night sky and wondered, how do I get there? It's the Realm Rocketry Podcast with your host, Brennan Thompson. Hello, everybody, and this is a new episode of the Realm Rocketry Podcast. So I'm sorry we're one uh, day late, but that's going to be what it's going to be, I guess. And yeah, so as you heard in the little trailer we have, this episode's going to be about model rocket motors. And the first thing I'm going to say is model rocket motors that we use for the low stuff, like we're talking about at this point in this podcast, are mainly solid propellant. So there's a couple other ones. The main three are hybrid, solid, and liquid. All right. So hybrid is basically just a combination of the solid and the liquid. So basically some black powder and some, you know, liquid. And mixed together, they propel your rocket forward, which is what you want. Solid is either AP or BP, which we'll go over a little bit later. And it's just two solid fuels, more, like, compacted together and the result of that would be flame. Then there's liquid. And <clears throat> liquid is what's in most of the NASA rockets. It's just two liquids combined. And it's hard. I mean, the two hard ones are hybrid and liquid. Solid is pretty easy to use. <clears throat> so the two solid types are AP and BP. So BP is black powder, and it's what you put in your gun. AP is what's in the uh, space, uh, you know, the space shuttle. And, yeah. BP is easier to use, and it's what we use for low power mainly. Alright, so accidents. Those are caused mainly by failure to read and follow directions. So you always are going to be one to read and follow those directions, and whatever you do, follow them. And if you don't, then that's called product misuse, usually, or accidents, but I don't think your insurance is going to let you claim that. <clears throat> so there is no safe way to make a rocket motor if you're a noob like pretty much every single listener to my podcast who is uh you know beginning is and so just don't even try so the people who actually make them are trained professionals there's actually stuff that they do to like they have great faculty everything you, that you do not have, including experience. So, only make rocket motors if you are experienced and have someone who knows what they are doing helping you. 
and you're not experienced at this point, and neither am I. I don't believe, I mean, even if I was old enough to do it, I probably wouldn't build rocket motors. So, yeah. And also, you can't make motors as inexpensive or as reliable as commercial motors. Okay, now, this one, I'm kind of going to be loud here, and, okay, model rocket motors are not toys! Yes, they're not toys. Who told you how to play with them anyways? And just, just, like, don't mess with a motor. It's, it's just really like a gunpowder, and then, yeah. Ugh. So, you're wondering what the casing is on uh, black powder motors. So they usually have thick paper casings. Yes, thick paper casings. And it's really thick, and it's interesting just how much of that heat the paper absorbs. I trust the paper, and so should you. So yeah. So most black powder, well, pretty much all black powder motors are not reusable. So if you're thinking you're going to send up that uh, motor again that you used, think again. It probably won't go anywhere. So, one more thing. Do not put stuff that ignites. But try to reuse your burned BP motor. Like, what I'm trying to say here is just don't put... Like, don't put match heads in your motor. That's just after you've used it. That won't turn out well for anybody. So, do not cut in half your unburned black powder motors. If you burn your black powder motor and you wait enough time for it to cool off, then you're welcome to cut it in half, but all you'll see is a bunch of shard stuff. And the reason why you don't want to cut your black powder motor in half well, the main reason is, one, you can never use it again. It will probably blow up if you scotch tape it or something, and it probably wouldn't fit right in. And the second thing is, if you uh, spill any black powder and uh, there's any heat, your house might burn down, so you don't want that. Okay, moving on to the next point. Do not alter the motor nozzle or chain... Or just, 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 don't change the nozzle. Don't mess with the motor in general. So I'm going to say, but here's a spec. A change of one one-thousandth inch could drastically alter the operation of the motor. One one-thousandth inch is all it takes to drastically alter the operation of your motor. This is how serious this is. It, like, it's one-thousandth of an inch. So, yeah, don't mess with it. So leave your rocket motor alone, if I haven't already said this enough times in this podcast, and do not tamper with it or add or remove propellant. Even if you do seem to find space to add propellant, just don't do it. Just buy a bigger motor. There's always a bigger motor out there. So, yeah. Next up. Composite motors can have about three times the power per unit weight of black powder. But they are a bit more expensive. And I will say composites are more used in bigger rockets than what this podcast is talking about right now. Which is just standard A, B, and C and D motors. So, yeah.
So here are the sizes for low and mid power motors. So the first one is micro. Quest ex they are quest exclusive. They're very small rockets and they go up about 50 feet. So I don't really like micro rockets to be very honest because okay. So you're launching in your backyard and you can do that, but it's not as cool. I mean I mean, I'm not like a person who thinks that only giant rockets are cool, but you just can't really see it, and it doesn't go up very high. It's like, you could, like, blow the rocket that high, it feels. So, mini. These are Estes small rockets that are fun and can go up to 1,000 feet. Now, I love mini rockets, uh, except for the fact I always lose them. But they're so cool because they're like small rockets. They're like amazing. They go so high. So, and they're really easy to build. So I love uh, mini rockets. So they're standard. Now, right now, this is what our podcast is talking about. And this is the A through C motors. And, I mean... These are nice, and they can go very high. I don't know what the altitude record is, but it's probably really high for a C. And uh, in fact, C is a powerful enough motor that if you have a small enough park, if it puts your rocket at a thousand feet, you'll lose it. So that's never good. My favorite motor out of those is probably the B motor because of just, like, it's a cool thing. I mean, <laughs> it's awesome. A motor is a little bit too small for me a lot of times. And for my field, a C motor is really pushing it on a small rocket. Okay, so next up is 24mm motors. And if you're yelling at me for using the metric system and telling me I'm not American, well, uh, I guess you shouldn't be in model rockets because we kind of change up the uh, stuff a lot. So, yeah. Bear with me because 24mm is what I'm going to use. You'll get used to it too. So this is D and E. It also includes the C-11, which is a C that's just bigger, and I haven't really ever used a C-11, but, I mean, they're weird. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> the D and E motor are really fun, I will say that, and yeah, so 29 millimeter. So these are mid-power, and these are big rockets. I mean, we're going to cover these eventually, but... It's not right now. It's just, it's bigger. And these usually use composite motors. Sometimes D&E does, but a lot of the Ds and some of the Es are the black powder. And composite is really just because you, it's just, it doesn't work for black powder because it weighs so much. And composites weigh a lot, but... They just don't weigh as much, and it's just better. So, also, they go very high. So, this is this is F through G, so not a very big span, but I flew a G before, and it's awesome. So, there's also high-power motors in the 29mm mounts, but high-power motors are way down the road. So, yeah. So, next up.
Static testing is the method of finding data about the motor. So if you're ever wondering how these people find their data is static testing. And you can actually buy a small static testing device from different uh, places. And it's kind of cool because literally, literally, you're doing motor testing. So, yeah, congratulations. It's not something that's worth wasting money on, but it's something you can spend money on if you need something to spend money on. So, yeah. So, here comes a big controversy in the rocket field. Let me clear my throat before we talk about it. <clears throat> Technically, it's an engine, but in model rocketry, engine and motor are pretty much interchangeable. Now, everybody who knows what is the right word will yell at me and tell me, no, you're wrong. And everybody who's like, okay, they'll be like, okay. And everyone who thinks that I'm nuts will just say, you're wrong, it's a motor. So it's just a crazy controversy. Let's just go beyond that and just like call it whatever we want to, okay? <laughs> so make sure your motor is certified by the NAR or the Tripoli Association of Rocketry, or the California Association of Rocketry, and that's how you know that the motor is safe. So, let's just say old Bill goes into his garage and mixes up some black powder and tests one, and it's like, okay, that works, and manages not to lose any of his hands, and he goes selling them. Now, his motors aren't all that safe, so none of these organizations are going to get certified for him. So, it's probably not a safe motor. And if you don't buy his motor, then you won't have to risk anything because you know that NAR doesn't believe it's safe. And NAR is a great tester, and they do so many tests. Just find a good motor, and make sure it says NAR trade your car on it. So, engine core burning motors. So, um, this is interesting. End burning is like end-to-end -end burning. So you start at one end, and you go all the way to the other end. And this is mainly black powder motors. And it's uh, very, very, very common for black powder. Some are core, but yeah. Core burning are ones that start from the center of the motor and go outwards. Now, that's the reason why you really need to make sure your igniter is in there with the composite motors, or you won't get burned on anything. Okay. So, do not, do not, do not, do not, do not use a fuse as an igniter. Now, there's, like, so many reasons why you shouldn't do this, and I guess we could, uh, say them all, but the main reason I'm just gonna say is... Uh, there are a lot of people who don't have fingers because they mess with explosives the wrong way. And the people who actually survived messing with explosives and actually know what they're doing are the ones that usually have all their fingers on their hands. I mean, some people get lucky, but a lot of people don't. So, if the people who have all the fingers on their hands still... And they say that you shouldn't use a fuse. It's probably a good idea not to use a fuse as an igniter for your rocket. 
And also, NASA doesn't use a fuse. Why would you not want to follow NASA? NASA's so cool. Okay. If you mix your launch controller and igniter brand, like, let's just say you have an Estes igniter and a Quest launch controller, or vice versa, or a Quest igniter and an Estes launch controller, your rocket might launch with just a continuity check, which is basically just making sure the igniter is all good and there's current flowing and we're, everybody's happy and we're ready to launch. So, my tip is make sure your motor igniter is going to be compatible to brand and there's multiple issues, but mainly just buy the same brand of igniter and uh, launch controller and you'll be fine. Also, I will say that uh, if, if you want to do a continuity check, make sure you're away from the pad when you do it, because you never know if uh, it's going to go off and you don't want to be right by the pad. <laughs> Just saying. So you do need to check continuity, and make sure to do that. If you're launching with a club, they usually will check continuity on their launch controller for you, so you don't need to worry about that. Which is awesome. I love that. And that's uh, nice, because they have, like, you don't need your own launch gear if you're launching with a club, which is awesome. So if you don't get continuity, make sure that the metal cliffs aren't touching each other. So... There's two ends of a model rocket motor, and you literally just clip them to, like, alligator clips, and if those clips are touching each other, they'll basically just short out the circuit, and you won't get continuity, and you won't be able to launch. So make sure the part of the igniter that goes into the motor is not damaged or twisted or anything weird like that. And make sure just in general the igniter isn't twisted up. Make sure the launch controller is working, which would be with, like, a, like, continuity on other rockets. And if none of them get continuity, and, like, if the launch controller isn't turned on, that's not going to work out very well, so make sure that happens. Okay, make sure the launch, the igniter clips aren't rusty. If they are, then it could possibly short out this circuit. So if all else fills... Replace the igniter, uh, sometimes it takes multiple igniters, and it's not your fault. So, yeah. <coughs> so, Q-Gent motors. These are very different than, like, they're composite motors, which, as we know, is the same fuel that the space shuttle uses, and it's different than black powder. So, Q-Gent what it's trying to do is it's trying to bring composite to basic regular model rockets. And the reason why they want to do this is because it can look cool and all this stuff. But here's a couple advantages to using them. So you can have a D-powered motor and a C-mount. Which is amazing. I love that. And that's just awesome. Because then you can fly that rocket from just 1,000 feet to all the way. Maybe up to 1,500. And it's kind of cheaper. So it gives you a choice of different propellant. 
and uh, white lighting, which is like real rockets, like the cool ones that have all this white smoke shooting out of them. And there's also black bags, which just fast lifts off, lift off, which is cool, and I love it. It's so cool. But, some of these motors just don't have a good delay, so, I mean, a lot of it's fixed by now, because it's a very old technology, so older technology is not just released. So you're able to easily have composite motors with no reloads or other hard things. I definitely love the packaging on this. This is so cool. And they're pretty well priced. I mean, I will warn you that you're not going to be as good as an Estes rocket engine in some aspects. Like, some of them might it might not exactly fit into your engine mount. A lot of those problems have been fixed, but you never do quite know. So just be careful. Make sure it fits and all those many things. And... Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can uh, always subscribe everywhere you want to, so please do that if you haven't already. You can go to the contact section of my website if you want to, like, you know, reach out and, uh, like, just uh, contact me or ask me a question for the show. If we have enough questions, then we'll definitely be doing a Q&A show. His, I'll have a link in the description in my website. It's on the context section. But we'll uh, see you next time. And yeah. Oh, and one other note. Since uh, we've reached 100 downloads, now we're going to be doing a weekly show. So I'm super excited about that. And yeah, so thanks for listening to this. Uh, bye. Thank you for listening to the Realm Rocketry Show. Please subscribe, rate, and review. You can visit my website from the link in the description. Until next time, remember, what could go right? Safety third!